informal chat between a few pre-service teachers and a few teacher educators about research and practice. In episode 4, eight of us, five pre-service teachers and three academics, discuss Brian McCulloch and colleagues' 2003 paper, Butches, Bullies and Buffoons, Images of Physical Education Teachers in the Movies, from volume 8 of Sport Education Society. It begins with an around-the-table discussion. Yeah, I thought, um, reading the article, I... I thought that some of the um, stereotypes that are presented about PE teachers, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I feel that some way they are kind of deserved. Um, I think everybody has had at least one experience with a PE teacher who is more interested in the interscholastic sport that they coach, who, you know, does these kind of, you know, hall of shame activities of like dodgeball, overly aggressive sports for, you know, rolling out the ball, <laughs> taking attendance, things like that. Um, I, I, I think that, the you know, in the blog, what it touched on is the downstream effects that that can have on the students, um, students who can, you know, see those images and then kind of come into PE having a um, already negative view of what they're going to experience. Um, and so I think that, you know, what the blog ended on about how us, you know, doing more kind of student-centered practices, having more, um, you know, inclusive teaching practices is how we can kind of go against what's presented in the article. And one thing that I would like to add is, um, I did a project, I worked on a project over the past year where I compiled a list of like undergraduate PE programs and I'd go to these different websites and some of the websites would have pictures of the uh, undergraduate PE students who are in the program. And I'm so, it, it, it makes me so happy seeing these pictures because as a member of the PE community, it makes me happy because it's, it's, so, it's so diverse. And it's so much more diverse than what is thought of as PE. There are women, there are people of color, that just every different cross-section of, of, you know, people. And um, so I'm heartened by that, but th those were my thoughts on the article and the blog. I think we see a lot of um, negative stereotypes, unfortunately, presented in the media about phys ed and phys ed teachers. So I think that um, now we're faced with a dilemma of how can we get people outside of the phys ed profession to first understand what we do, but also be able to respect and value what we do. So Ash, I think you made a good point in the blog that um, phys ed teachers need to create a safe and welcoming environment for students. If we can make sure that students of diverse backgrounds and different abilities can feel accepted, um, they're likely to enjoy what they're learning and maybe they'll have a little bit more of a positive outlook on phys ed. I think another point is that um, phys ed teachers need to communicate the education piece of phys ed. So th things like learning standards and assessments and things like that, not only to the students, but also to parents and administrators, because I think there's a lot of people out there who might view phys ed as something that's maybe an easier blow off class, or maybe it's maybe they view it as not important as some other classes. So um, I think you know, basically what they're what they're going off of is that physical activity aspect. We're not seeing that learning and the education piece. So as educators, I think what we need to do is really stress that education and learning portion of it in addition to the physical portion. Um, and then hopefully, you know, this way, this will help people who are influenced by those negative stereotypes in the media to maybe view phys ed as more important or in a more positive light. Thanks, Ali. Go, Charlie. Um, I thought it was quite 
Uh, well, I read a paper the other day that was saying how PE is going towards more obesity prevention than actually physical education. Which I thought, in this, like when you d- refer to the, uh, what's she called, Sue Sylvester in the Glee in the blog, I thought, wow, that is a negative role model in some ways. It is kind of like the drill sergeant in the army who's making people go for a run and it's getting people active and it's forcing them to do the activities. And all that kind of the boot camps and stuff that people are going to do in the parks is with that military discipline. So I don't know if it's kind of just a, a thing with the times, but it also made me think that like in the outdoors, I'd personally rather go with a guide. Like in when I was working in Norway, we went whitewater rafting with some customers and we got the oldest, fattest of the guides. And while he so just look at him it wasn't like i want that guy he was the one who'd done it the most he had the most stories he could run the river the best and do all the most extreme stuff so i was thinking sort of those that might not look the part might actually be the ones that are best suited for the job i don't know if that makes actually got around to a point but that was sort of what it made me think of (laughs) i've read notes charlie you're all right yeah, <laughs> good. I'll leave it to Cam to wrap up. Yeah. So when I was reading the blog, I was, and I got to the section that was talking about um, PE not being shown in an actual educative manner, like as in they're not showing PE teachers teach. I'm not sure that's a as much a personal attack on PE as it might be because when you watch films in schools and also with other jobs, they don't really focus on the job, they just focus on the entertainment. So I don't think it's necessarily like sort of personal, this is what it is. It's very much just for the entertainment entertainment value of it. But then if we have a look at what they're actually putting out there, you can understand why, because I think that is what society sees as what it is, because you remember the bad experiences, as with, with what Greg said. We all have that teacher that we look back on and think that that wasn't correct. And that's probably the teacher that sticks out above the the teacher you preferred the most. And then also, it comes from within within schools as well. There's that notion of oh well, she doesn't actually teach 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 anybody anything really. Just, getting out, getting physical and like reducing obesity rate. And we've spoken a lot in previous weeks on this uh, chat about the battle of having to legitimise PE within our, within our schools and not making it the bottom of the list of priorities of um, it's like timetabling and oh, we'll, squeeze it in, oh, we'll squeeze it in here. Um, then also I think that could be going to the multi, multi-activity model which we've spoken about being front and centre in PE a lot of the minute which even when that's done properly even as educate, educate doesn't educate as much as perhaps it should there's, there's only one aspect of it they say you throw a ball and I was listening to a podcast for the last um, the last episode of this and we're talking a lot about it's not about that 
and it needs to move away from that rather than just convincing people through the media what PE should be, but actually change it, and then it will be, it will be a, a long, a longer process rather than just trying to convince through the media. And then finally, it made me laugh when I saw the sentence about the platoons and having PE teachers being uh, having a lower intellectual aptitude whilst drinking from a mug, which says, says I teach physical, spelled three times incorrectly, and then they've just gone for PE. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, some good points. Uh, and I think when having read the, the blog and, and the article itself, I, I think uh, it's, it can be easily, even though the article or the blog refers to an article that was published in 2003 and research obviously prior to that, I think it's, uh, Paul mentioned an apropos, it could be easily written now. Uh, Cam's uh, portrayal of the mug, uh, this over the holidays themselves, I received a text from one of my teacher candidates who just graduated um, this semester, finished student teaching, showing me uh, an advertisement, an ad, a poster, if you will, from a, from a fitness uh, industry institution and indicating uh, something along the lines of come to uh, come to our facility. We don't have the whistle or we don't have the whistle around our neck and we're not the annoying PE teacher. Uh, so the the stigma is there. And I think that even though um, uh, 2003, it could certainly be apropos today. And I think that's the elephant in the room. Uh, we continually have to battle uh, our, our, you know, our past when it comes to some of these uh, negative stereotypes. I think the article points to some interesting, or excuse me, the blog points to some interesting points and the article. Uh, it seems as though not only are PE teachers cast in a bad light, for example, but teaching as a whole sometimes is, is uh, certainly cast in a bad light. And oftentimes, the media, the movies, the television shows that depict good teaching are examples of the exception, the extraordinary teacher, whether it's physical education or not. So I find that to be interesting uh, as well. I, I think that the blog points to the connection between people that view PE and the coach the same, but yet it's really not, as we know. And in many cases, um, the coach would not view themselves as the PE teacher, and sometimes the same would be the case uh, the other way around. So I think there's a lot to think about, uh, but I certainly go back to the elephant in the room, and that's what uh, Ash pointed out nicely in the blog, is, is, that, is how do we eradicate um, this negative stereotype <clears throat> of physical education when it's all when it's all around us and including the media that we take in i knew i should have gone before clancy because he put he took all of my good points there so <laughs> good work on you uh yeah i mean i i read the i read the article um Back in grad school, I read the blog, and I, I feel like Charlie did the last time. Um, eh, like, I don't, I don't know if I got anything out of it because I know this stuff. Like, this is how it's perceived. It's the reason why 
if I go into an event or a party or whatever, and somebody says, oh, what do you do? I say, I work at George Mason. I go, oh, what do you do there? I'm like, oh, I'm a professor. Oh, and what? I'm like, education. Oh, what type of education? Health and physical education. Because I don't, I don't want to have that conversation of, you need a doctorate to teach PE? Oh, that's crazy. And then they just like, like, I don't want to have this conversation with you. And so those are the things that whether you're an elementary school teacher, a high school teacher, a professor of Pete, like these are the things, these are the stereotypes that you deal with all the time. And like, like Clancy said, and Paul, like this was written in 2003. So there's nothing's changed. And we have this issue in PE on a lot of different things. We've had the multi-sport activity curriculum for years and years and years, and we've written about it in the 90s. And we've talked about, hey, this is not useful. And then everybody uses it, right? And I think that that's, that's the biggest issue here is how do we change it? We can keep having these conversations about, hey, we have these negative perceptions, but how do we actually change something instead of talking about it and I think Ash, Ash uh, at the end of your uh, blogs, you always have that ACT acronym, right? Yes, we, we can talk about it, but what are we gonna do? Like, how do we actually change it instead of me teaching this topic exactly? This is how the media portrays physical educators every year for 20 years for the every year that I have this topic come up in my class. And it doesn't change anything, and I think that's that's the most frustrating part uh, out of the whole situation. Okay, so it's back to me. Well, not back to me. It's my time to pages of notes as always. Um, the first thing I'm going to say, Risto, is you need to have those conversations. That would be my first thing. We need to have those conversations. So my challenge to you personally is that you say that I am a professor of physical education. You know what? I'm amazing because I think that's a really important conversation to have. Um, so I think we all need to have those conversations and I think how do we change it well we collectively as all of us on this call we can change what we do in classrooms and we can change how we work with individuals how we as a profession do it is another question but if everybody took it upon themselves to do it differently I guess we'd start to move some young people's experiences forwards and I think that's all we can hope for is that you're influencing and impacting on the people that are in front of you um, as you can um, I think the multi-activity sports technique-based approach is, is, is a real, real problem. Um, and the 2003 makes me think of um, Charlie and Cameron will get we, You know, England haven't won the World Cup of football for, for, since 1966. And there was a song that came out in 1996 called Three Lines on a Shirt. And it talks about 30 years of hurt. Well, obviously that was 96 and now we're nearly, you know, we're, two, we're now 50 years of hurt. Um, and I guess that's where we are with PE. We're in, uh, we're in, we're in decades of hurt. Um, and that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep striving to, to make changes. But, you know, the fact that these things haven't changed and, and the, the it's kind of feeling that Risto had is, it, I think, is really kind of a, a, appropriate. Um Going back, so I'll start with Paul. 
I think that the you know being portrayed as a a muscular and fit person isn't a bad thing, but we're not all like that, and some of us are fit in ways that aren't necessarily represented in in, in that capacity. And it's how we incorporate those body images and those perceptions into physical education as well. Um, so, you know, I, I did a, I did a um, post Christmas, you know, I got in, was doing some leg work for four days. My legs were in agony, I, you know, doms <laughs> for going out of fashion. I had to do leg session again yesterday. And I, I was worried. I was worried that it was going to hurt. Um, and it, you know what? It didn't hurt as badly the second time, and, and hopefully it won't hurt badly the third time. But that's me. I'm a physical educator, and I understand that. So, so how do how do kids get into it? And we need to put different role models in front of them, I guess. And um, not all PE teachers are are the stereotypes that, that you see. You know, they're casting Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque characters as the PE teacher, which is well, I you know you don't see very often so I so I do think having somebody as a role model and one of those role models is your own capacity and your own fitness so um but that kind of brings me on to Charlie's point about those who look like the part aren't necessarily the part and I think we could all have the toys I mean I don't know if you've seen the the recent stuff on um, Twitter and social media about how many pairs of trainers is too many um for a PE teacher and, you know, you have the uh, the best whistle and the best tracksuit and you can possibly wear what used to be over here, green flash trainers, but nobody's old enough to remember what those are. Dunlop green flash. You couldn't possibly be seen wearing those. You know, <laughs> uh, you have to be wearing the latest Nike or Adidas. And, and uh, you know, w you know, you dress the part doesn't mean you, you are the part. So, you know, I think there are stereotypes there in terms of uniform um, in that sort of respect as well. Um, and I could go on, but I don't want to hog the, the light. I guess the stereotypes are really interesting. I think Cameron's point about you don't necessarily see the job that people do. And if you read the paper, they talk about these amazing teachers who, who work in inner city schools and transform the kids who are, you know, the lowest achieving and, and then the most difficult circumstances, almost the hero teacher. I can't, I can't remember the, the terminology that's used. And then I thought, what are the stereotypes in the media for the police detective? Um, it's never a clean cut individual. It's always somebody with a serious amount of baggage who, uh, who breaks all the rules and, 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 you know, does all sorts of things. What, you know, what, what, what's the stereotype of doctors and, and, you know, how do, how do we change, how do we, ch how do we change those? And not that we're interested in changing those, I guess, but those stereotypes occur elsewhere and we don't question them ourselves. So, we're very critical of the, the stereotypes of PE teachers and as they are in the media, but we don't see them necessarily with other professions. You know? Well, I think that if you look at new stereotypes, something that came out this year, and I saw this on Twitter this week, that Joe Wicks is back. Yes. Right? And so when you bring that person up, how does that stereotype then, because he's the most even though he's not a PE teacher, he's the the kind of face of physical education to some people, not to physical educators, but to some people. So uh, I don't know, I, I'd like to hear your opinion on that and how, how you, Charlie, Cameron, kind of see this as a new stereotype and how to, how to fight back against something like that, that, you know, online, it's a huge, huge movement. 
just before you do that, Paul and Ali and Greg and um, Greg, are you all aware of who Joe Wicks is? Has he come across your radars as well? I don't want to have a conversation if you don't know who we're talking about. He's um, Joe, Joe Wicks is um, he started on Instagram um, and he was a, a personality who came up with this uh, leaning 15. And the original concept was it's you were allowed to post a video on Instagram that was 15 seconds long or something like that. So he made his name as this this kind of leaning 15 because he would put out really quick videos on how to make healthy food and, and be active in 15 seconds. And he got a really big following. He's followed that up with books. Uh, he, he's very much into high intensity interval training. Um, he has cookbooks out, and I've got to say the cookbooks are really good. And, and he, you know, he talks about all those sorts of things. When the first lockdown in the UK occurred, he stepped up and became self-styled the nation's PE teacher, and he would lead active sessions every day for children and families. Um, and he's now into the third slot and he's, you know, he was famous before and now he's, he's, he's famous and infamous. Um, so this is a celebrity who's taken it upon himself as a, as a kind of a, a fitness guru uh, to take over the physical education in, 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 the, in England and the UK. Um, and he is being perceived as the nation's PE teacher. So that will give you a, a construction of maybe what Charlie and Cameron are going to talk about first. And then you can jump into the conversation because I think without that context, you wouldn't really understand who 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 Joe Wicks is. So Cam or Charlie? Yeah. So in my notes, I highlighted um, portrayals of PE teachers in the media attribute uh, with similar attributes. And next to that, I've written Joe Wicks got to be cool, as in you've got to look. He he looks the part, and therefore that's how he's got his status of the nation's PE teacher but then he doesn't teach it's it's essentially a multi-activity model but for fitness classes he's just te teaching people how to do that and it's the, the scope of it from what I what I from from my point of view it's a, it's a pretty narrow scope as to what he delivers there's no real education going into it but he almost solidifies that stereotype of reasonably muscly bloke got beard um not really a nice haircut but <laughs> that, that's, that's my opinion um and it, it it just lends into that what what's been associated with pe for years and it's quite interesting that it isn't just a like a, a skinnier person that, that, that struggles to put on weight, uh, struggles to put on any weight, and just prefers going for a run or a cycle, which is, I think, what a lot of us end up getting into later in life anyway. Yet it's very rarely touched on in in PE. Like when I look back to my experiences in PE, I. I remember one PE teacher whose sport was running and he was very good at it and we never did much of it in school and I could never get my head around why he enjoyed it so much probably because we never really did it in school whereas now in the last few years or so it, it's what I do and it's what I love doing to keep active. Anything to add on Joe Wicks Charlie? 
Well, when you said he looked cool, I was going to say thanks because my neighbour says I look like him. And then you said he had a rubbish haircut, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I have no qualms with Joe Wicks. Um, if that's what it takes to get people active, I have absolutely no issue with that. I think the fact he's produced these healthy cookbooks is a good thing. While he might not be there going through the nutritional information in the recipe, if that gets someone eating healthy and they can lose weight through it, I see absolutely nothing wrong with what he's doing. I think that um, things like this can kind of be um, dangerous when you're talking about young people, and I mean it in this way. People like Joe Wicks, they affix an image of what it means to be healthy, right? So what what kids need to understand, what young people need to understand is that visible abs does not equal health. And people who have them, that does not defer credibility onto them to tell you what to do to be healthy. And one thing that is I think really scary about these people who, you know, they look a certain way. So people think I got to do what they say to look like them is that a lot of young people, where are they getting their nutrition and physical activity information from? Not from their PE teachers, not from people who have actual knowledge of it, but from their phone, from social media. They see people who post all these images of, you know, they have the body that they want, they have the car, they have all this stuff. And it's dangerous because, you know, young people need to understand that health is, no one, you can't look healthy. You can't look at someone and say that person's healthy because there are people who are ripped and look great and go to the beach and take their shirt off and stuff who might smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. You know what I mean? Like, like health does not have a certain look. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember um, that even in the States, there was just this proliferation online of people saying that at home workout, what you need to do to, you know, lose this weight during quarantine and stuff like that. And all of it was, you know, these bouts of physical activity and, you know, all this stuff, but health is holistic. Like you need a holistic approach to health, and none of them take in, take that into account. I think. And uh, I, and I'll add one more thing, and I'm I don't mean to take up too much time, but um, you know, this goes back to that stereotype of PE. When you show kids that a PE teacher is someone who's fit and military-like, and they tell you exactly what to do, and then this guy's on Instagram saying, "Hey, this is what you need to do. Look at me." That stuff flows downhill. And it might not be a direct connection, but it's definitely an indirect connection, I think. So. I think fitness is something that we should include in the phys ed curriculum, but not be the main focus. I think students should also be able to develop their own um, personal goals and be exposed to different types of sport activities, as well as different opportunities to interact with their peers and their classmates so they can learn valuable skills like teamwork, cooperation, leadership, and things like that, that they may not get if it's just a fitness-based uh, curriculum. So I think it's important to include a lot of different types of activities for them. I would love to add to this. I don't know if I have a question or a comment or just a vent, but I think um, I'm interested in what Greg mentions, dangerous. 
I understand if I understand correctly about Joe Wick, he does have an exercise science background or kinesiology background. If I if I've done my homework correctly, um, so I'm not disputing that he doesn't have some value. Um, but you know, I I started this podcast today with uh, telling you about a text I received from a current student regarding uh, an advertisement or poster in a in a local fitness facility. Uh, again satirizing physical educators. And then we have Joe Wick. If, if our related professions, and this goes back to what Risto said, it's frustrating. If, our, if, if we have professions, our sister professions like fitness, health, closely tied to physical education are in some ways mocking us, that's not good. And, and in, in cases like Joe Wick, sending a message that we are expendable in a lot of ways. You know, I, I think there's certainly some drawbacks that could come from a from a guy like Joe Wicks who really kind of put themselves out there is the kind of like the spokesperson of physical activity or phys ed. Um, you know, I'm and sort of back to what I was saying earlier in the podcast, like I think, you know, we definitely want people like Joe Wicks and we want all our physical educators to be, you know, fit and muscular, not necessarily like fitness gods or goddesses, but we shouldn't have, I, I think there's a quote in the McCulloch paper that says something about how, you know, the stereotypical phys ed teacher has bellies spilling over their, their shirt or their shorts. And I think that's, that's an image we should try to get away from, but, you know, I think it definitely isn't realistic for, for, you know, young children to get, you know, 12 pack abs and be super, you know, ripped and, and muscular tone and things like that. But we need to show them that, you know, just 150 minutes a week can get you to be, you know, looking good, looking healthy. And, you know, we need to show them, you know, you can do this through walking, jogging, cycling, whatever it may be. Um, but I think, you know, there's definitely some cause for concern when a guy like that is sort of showing showing the world that to be healthy you have to have six-pack abs you have to have a sharp looking haircut you have to be cool and, and like that kind of thing so that's just kind of my my take on what greg was saying uh not yeah so sort of not to disagree with greg and Kansi about the dangers of social media influences and things but in this, well, I mean, this is just one example because I'm sure most of them don't have a sports science degree. But I haven't studied um, like healthy diets and fitness exclusively since I was at school. So I don't know whether this links into what Risto was saying about changing curriculums for us as PE trainee teachers. Maybe we should be having a module on how to implement a healthy lifestyle in our students or something to that effect so, yeah, kind of a point that just sort of weaves in and out of everyone's but yeah i don't i, I don't see it's a bad thing yeah and i i I'll, I'll i'll just add to quickly add one more thing I, I you know the first time i heard of joe wick is today you know what i mean i'm going off of what you know what you guys have said what i'm speaking more to is that i think that in in things like this, you know, PE is physical education. Too often, 
the education part of it drops off and it's just about the body. You know what I mean? And I think that when people, and again, I've only heard of Joe today, but I think that people who kind of take that, you know, the fitness part of it and pump it up and say, this is all that you need to be healthier, to look like this. That's what I'm saying is more so dangerous. Well, I think there's a couple of things um, I'm going to pick up. And one is a kind of a, a bit of an anecdote because uh, Greg, and they both come from you at the moment, is that you said, where do kids get their health knowledge from? They get it from their screens. They get it from from whatever. Well, fortunately, I've got one of my PhD students, the PhD students I'm working with is looking at that exactly within the UK, a small sample, um, as you'll imagine, because not all of them, but asking kids where they get that knowledge from. And um, so that'd be some interesting thing. I think you're probably right. That's what we're, we're expecting, but you know, we'll, we'll have some ideas a little bit around that soon. I think the thing that really struck me is that you use the term, I think, Joe Wicks, they affix an image to what it means to be healthy. And I think getting back to the blog, that notion of they affix an image is exactly what we're talking about here. That sums up the entire paper and the, and the blog to me. I think that hits the nail absolutely cleanly on the head is that films are affixing an image to physical education teachers. Um, and that image is, is not just visual, it's quite clearly audible. Um, it's, it's aggressive, it's, it's, um, certain, you know, it's coaching. I mean, you know, there's a lots of things that sit, that are affixed to that image that is why Risto chooses not to introduce himself in the first instance as a, you know, physical education professor. Um, because after the 75th conversation, when somebody says, what, you need a PhD to teach Jim? Um, you kind of just want to get on with the, the, the rest of it. And I completely understand, you know, those sorts of comments. Um, but I think that's really where we are here is, is how do we change that fixed image? Um, and how do we do that collectively? And um, I guess in, in looking at the time and, and, and thinking about bringing this to a head, that's the question I'm going to throw out to all of you. Um, just jump in, unmute your mics, give it a go. But how do we unaffix? How do we you know, apply? How do we rip the Band-Aid off? Whatever, you know, apply solutions so, so it loses its adhesiveness or whatever. So how do we take away that image and... and, and well, how can you do it as an individual? Might be a, an easier way because if we all, we might all do it differently. So I'm going to throw it out there to anyone. Start being nice to the people who make the movies. You know, like if you, if you think about the American stereotype, right, is jocks versus drama people. And so I, I think that there is a lot of, if you're highly athletically gifted, a lot of times, you become that bully, not always, but there is that stereotype that you kind of push away the people who are in the visual performing arts and maybe PE teachers also do that in their classrooms and in Hollywood, whoever is producing these movies, it's not like they, this is the exact truth. They take a little shred of truth and then they kind of blow it up and they make it more Hollywood. And I think that it comes down to if everybody is doing something. It's having a more caring classroom, having a more understanding classroom, 
And then the next generation of people, when they think about teachers or PE teachers specifically, they have a positive memory in mind instead of the stereotypical uh, one that we've created over the last 30 years. I'll add to that, Risto, and I, I'm glad you brought up your uh, personal story at the beginning. Uh, and I and I relate well to Ash's advice. I, I think we have to uh, uh, we have to fight those battles, even if they're small. And I, I can certainly relate uh, uh, to Risto's uh, personal stories of ah, uh, oh, well, I'm a teacher educator, and and I avoid the physical education piece of it. Per and then, of course, it comes out later in the conversation and yeah, then dodgeball and yeah, we teach about throwing wrenches and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, so I, I'm there and, I, and I've, uh, you know, these, um, these uh, satires that you see in the media are part of, my, uh, part of my pedagogy, if you will. I open up most of my classes. I can always find a clip that mocks physical education related to whether it's uh, teaching or assessment or something like that. I open up most of my classes with one of these clips to start the semester. And I've started to think about pulling away from that. And now after uh, you know, uh, my renewed uh, reading of the article from 2003, as Risto mentioned, and, and the blog, I, I, you know, I, I'm back to where Ash's, uh, Ash's points and advice. I, I think we have to, arm our future teacher educators with this information and we have to let them know about these stereotypes uh, and we have to provide them again the ammunition to be able to resolve these conversations down the road whether it's with parents or whether it's with classmates that because they're a business major or they're a, a biology major and and then we have a physical education teacher ed major uh, that they can provide the information that no we're not um, the classic gym teacher. We we do a lot of great things. So I think that's some of the things that we have to do to resolve this. And I found it interesting too in the blog, back to uh, Ash's point about affixing an image. You know, you often think about all these problems with the stereotype and how many, many may not uh, enter the profession itself because of the stereotypes. But I, I'm not sure if there's a distinction here, but but not entering the, uh, the the profession because of its lowered value is one point. But I never thought about what Ash again eloquently discusses in the blog about not entering the profession for fear of being stereotyped. I, I'm not sure if there's a distinction there, but I found it uh, particularly poignant. I think uh, you know being nicer to. Uh... The Hollywood movie directors would be helpful. Uh, I think that's something we could do. Uh, maybe have them come into a P program for a week just to observe classes, or maybe have them go observe a uh, a, a, co a cooperating teacher within the P program just to see. You know, this is what physical education is really supposed to look like. Um, and also, I think having everybody get on board with joining state and national professional organizations for PE. I think anytime you go to any of those conferences, it really shows the profession in a in a positive light. And I think, you know, the more members we can get within those organizations, I think we have more potential to kind of get in the ears of, you know, legislatures that are making decisions 
in education. Yeah, I I'll just add that, uh, you know, and I think Ash and Risto and Clancy would be better equipped to speak on this, but I have the feeling and the thought that, you know, with each new kind of group of teachers that enter a program, the better that program kind of becomes for the students because new, you know, younger teachers kind of bring in new ideas and they bring in things that are more turned away from multi-sport curriculum and, and things like that. Um, and I also think that another thing that contributes to this image um, or that could help kind of work against it is teacher recruitment into PEEP programs. And that's, I mean, teacher recruitment period is, is current, like becoming more of an issue. I know in the United States, um, but specifically into PEEP programs, I think that the best way to recruit men and women of competence into undergrad PEEP programs and into the field um, is through their PE teachers. Like, I, I think that I wouldn't have uh, gone through a period of like choosing between like history and PE and where I, what I wanted to graduate with if my PE teacher, Mr. Holder from ninth grade said, hey, have you ever thought of being a PE teacher? Just something like that. Um, so I think those are all kind of uh, part of it. Um, beyond those more long-term things, I think that just teachers going in and not practicing those things, not practicing the multi-sport curriculum, doing more student-centered uh, pedagogical practices, I, I think are also important. Yeah, I mean, before this uh, podcast, Risto gave me about 15 minutes to watch six videos, um, which was uh, which I did. Um, and it was really worrying um, in terms of what's happening. So what I might do is ask Risto to um, stick the links in the chat or um, to send them out to, um, which I've got them, I'll share them with uh, Charlie and Cam. Um, could you send them to Clancy and he can share them with um, with others? And I, I just think it's worth what, they're not very long clips, um, but they do really show some of the things that we've talked about here. And, and uh, I think it's the peripheral, so I can't speak, proliferation of negative images. I mean, there is only one image of a PE teacher, as far as I can see. Um, and I think in other professors, in other professions, you see different, you know, you do see the hard worker, you do see um, the educated, you do see the smart, you do see the impassioned, you do see the the, the roll out the baller, you see all of, you kind of see a, a, a large, spectrum and I don't see you necessarily see that in PE so we we have one stereotype we have one image that um, has been affixed onto us and it's something that we need to challenge um, so it'd be nice just in one film to see a dedicated hard-working a knowledgeable um, intelligent uh, rational um, PE teacher um, and I guess that's what we have to go go against but you do see those in coaches. You do see passionate, caring, really intelligent, and really good teaching, good pedagogy when they depict really good coaches, but that does not transfer over to PE. Is that not sort of to do with, for someone to coach someone, somebody's chosen to be there, whereas a PE class, some of the kids haven't chosen to be there 
like I coached snowboarding and climbing and it's always been the kid that opted to do that whereas doing football in a class of 30 half of them don't want to do it I think that is often the case I think it's always the case sometimes a lot of parental pressure on some kids to go and do you know to go and do those things as well but yeah I you know I agree I think especially as they get older when they get into their teens I think there's more there's more kind of choice in those sorts of respects anyway I think we're going to call it there um same time next week um i'm exploring one of the uh papers of the year uh shrihan lynch and and matt kurt 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 Kurt, 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 smith paper you have to find your slant your groove um so that's what i'm busy reading and writing about um at the moment so hopefully it'll be good to see you next week if you can make it huge thanks for coming and for your contribution um if you've got any suggestions in terms of how we can improve this to make sure i want to make sure everybody feels that they're included and 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 valued uh, because you are um then just let me know either personally or or um through uh clancy or or risto and and we'll take it from there thanks very much for for coming and hopefully see you next week and let's 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 all hope that the next time risto goes to a party He'll stand up for his profession (laughs) and say with pride, he's a PE professor. And that's where our discussions ended. I'd like to thank Ali, Cameron, Charlie, Greg and Paul for their insights as pre-service teachers and Clancy and Risto for lending our discussions an alternative and insightful perspective. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and hopefully you'll choose to catch up with us next time.